Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and that over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? I'm great this morning for so many reasons. First of all, the sun is shining. It is a gorgeous day. We are no longer confined to the doom and gloom of of our season, Uh, and uh, spring is springing. My grass is growing needs to be mowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just a lot of good in the air. Allergies are kicking up again a, a little bit. Allergies are kicking up. I'm running again. My knees hurt. You know. <laughs> but uh, overall, it's very, <laughs> but overall it's very positive. But it's still a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited um, for the spring weather too. And and actually, my family um, purchased something last week. <gasps> so it has been. Um, a lifelong bucket list item for my husband to have a boat, a ski boat. And I'll you tell you from the me. minute, no, from the minute I like seriously, like literally within the first month that I dated my husband, he has always talked about a ski boat. So you ask him, what, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, I want a boat. What do you want for Christmas? I want a boat. So the boat is always on his list. It has been every single year. We've been married for 17 years. We were together a year before that. So for the last 18 years, a boat has been on his list. He grew up on the water and uh, it's his happy place. It's his peace. It's his, it's, it's his place where he goes to find peace, right? And so you'll never find my husband happier than on the water. And for there's, years- There's just about nothing- uh, that I would like to do less than be on a boat on a lake somewhere. Oh my oh, goodness. Gosh. Not for him. Not Massive for him. anxiety. Oh. Yeah, no, he loves it. And uh, for years, you know, we kind of would go back and forth on if we could afford it and should we do this? Should we not do that? And Very frugal, your husband. Very frugal. Yes. And so we did it the smart way. We went to our financial advisor and, you know, and ask them to buy you a boat. This. Okay. Oh, I see. Can we, can we do this and not like, you know, be stupid about it? <laughs> and um, and we can. It's just that, you know, we're not getting the boat that we want. <laughs> we're getting a very used boat. Um, and But that's okay because it, it serves the needs, right? It, it, yeah. it You can pull it behind a, a car. <laughs> you can put it in the water. You can ski on it. You can fish on it. 
so there's all these great things about it. So, uh, it, you know, it's not pretty fancy, much if it stays yeah. afloat. Yeah, I, I call that a massive win. But, yeah, it, it's not a fancy boat. But yeah. I got to tell you, there there's a picture of my husband on the water with this boat because he showed it to us like this is the boat we're buying. And I mean, his his smile is just from ear to ear. He is so happy. And one of the things that the financial advisor said that I just was was so right on is he said, the time is now, the time is now for you guys do this. Your kids are at great ages. Um, you know, Jaden can, my son, my 15 year old son can help my husband with the boat and towing it and helping him, you know, because the, the point is why I want to share this story more than anything is my husband has MS and we don't know what his future um, is going to look like. And, uh, you know, he, he struggles with it. And so this is something that, you know, when the, when the financial advisor says the time is now, I really felt like you're right. The time is now, this is, this is what we know and we can do it right now for the next, you know, at least three to four years, hopefully. And, um, so we did it. So it was really, I was really, um, just touched by the whole experience. And so, this weekend is the first weekend that we're going to be taking the boat out. Um, and so Saturday he's going to take the boat out with his, uh, with my son and some of his friends. And then on Sunday for mother's day, it will just be the four of us. It'll just be the family. And, um, it's going to be a time to celebrate. And I'm where, really excited. Where do you, what is your, what is the body of water? A lake. Just any random lake. <laughs> I have no you don't idea. know. <laughs> You know, we live in the Eugene Springfield area in Oregon. There's lots of lakes around us. We okay. just, I don't know which one we're going to go to. So. Okay. Roll the dice. It's not like it's right down the street, but we have a river that's right down the street. Uh, but I don't think we're going to take the ski boat on a river. So. That seems like a horrible idea. Yeah. No, I don't care for it. Idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's just, it's a really touchy moment to see, you know, somebody you love so much be able to check something off on their bucket list and, and, um, and, you know, just to do it, to just let's, let's do this. Good for you. Good for for him. I'm glad he's, he's so happy and stay away from any lake monsters or any sentient foams. I'll be fighting you on the boat. It would be very dark. I would be very grim. No, I would be not a good candidate. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So anyway, yes, that's, that's, uh, well, what, a, what an appropriate way to start. We're talking about rewards today. We're talking about reward systems and do rewards really work for ADHD? Uh, maybe a leading question? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Before we dig in, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us and the show a little bit better. You can listen right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Oh, and we just updated our privacy policy so you can know exactly what we do with your email address. Look at look at how uh, aware we are of the uh, new European privacy stuff. We've done that. We're on top of it. We're right? on top of it. On we are on top, top of this. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. Uh, and for those of you uh, who have already done so, thank you so much for supporting this show and what we are trying to do here uh, on Patreon. Patreon.com is such a fantastic way to support the creators that you love, the podcasts, the YouTube channels, the writers, the artists. Uh, it is a way that you can show them your love through uh, just a, a small donation each month. We have our page up at Patreon.com slash The ADHD Podcast, uh, and every donation that you make helps us 
grow the show, continue to do things that we, uh, we're, we're trying to do to support and, and help support and contribute to the ADHD community. So thank you in advance, those who have already contributed. For those who haven't, if we've touched you in the last, uh, you know, seven, eight years we've been doing this show, head over to patreon.com again slash the ADHD podcast. And, uh, and and join us. If you were to do that, you would be able to join us live and, and uh, listen to and watch us on our YouTube live stream uh, as we're recording the show each week. Uh, and uh, uh, we really love it. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite things to do every single week. So thank you uh, again uh, for helping us out. Okay, rewards and ADHD. Nikki, where did this come from? Well, this actually came from the Patreon um, ADHD podcast Facebook group. It was a conversation that was being had. And, you know, I went back to, to try to find it last night when I was prepping for the show today, and I can't find it. It's buried. It's buried in conversation. So I can't remember Thanks, exactly Facebook. how it got. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how it got started or exactly what was contributed. I just remember saying, oh, this would be a really good podcast idea. <laughs> And they were all like, yeah, that's a great idea. So um, that's that's where it was inspired. Um, and uh, and it was interesting because I actually threw the question out to the Facebook group and got some really great um, additional ideas to add to this podcast. So they are helping out with some of the solutions, which is cool. Uh, but before we get to that, I thought we could talk a little bit about why we would use a reward system because it, um, you know, some. It, it may sound a little weird to people, right? Because they're thinking, well, you use rewards for, for children, but why would you do it for adults? And, um, and that's what I think is important to understand is that's how ADHD gets put into it all of a sudden. Because if you think about your ADHD, you are going to be naturally attracted to doing the things that you're most interested in and the things that you're not interested in, you're going to avoid, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. And so when you put a reward system in place, it's a strategy. It's a strategy on helping your mind get a little bit more engaged and excited about the thing that you don't want to do. Um, so the reward can actually, again, help you get started, right? Because that's a, that's an, an executive function that we're struggling with with. And it also takes away the negative of approaching the task. Because if you think about, oh, I've got to, you know, mop the floor today and that sucks. But what this does is when you put a reward, it kind of takes the, the negative out of it and uh, puts a positive spin to it, right? So that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. Uh, rewards can also keep you motivated along the way, because if you know that you've got the little carrot kind of dingled, you know, as you're doing something, it'll keep you motivated to keep doing it. Uh, and what I like best about rewards is it actually acknowledges the effort that you're putting into something. And I think that that's something that um, many ADDers forget to do. Uh, a lot of times we focus on what's left. We're focusing, um, you know, on what we didn't do, but we're not focusing on what we did do. So mm -hmm. these rewards can definitely help you shine a light on something that maybe you're not paying attention to. Um, now, do they always work? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah. How what do you, do you well, I, I, you know, I, I, I have my challenges with rewards are, well, I guess twofold. Um, First of all, I tend to uh, adjust or adapt to my own reward systems pretty quickly, and that becomes a problem. 
because I'll start either expecting it or eventually I'll just start circumventing the work and cheating my way out of the work in order to get to the reward the more reward. quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I find I, in order to to get around that, I have to change up my reward system pretty often. Like I need yes. a new thing. I need a new thing to enjoy. A new thing to yeah. to, or I need to make that thing so out of reach that I'm only going to get it. Uh, you know, in, in a very rare circumstance like one does not just go to disneyland uh every right. friday you know no unless so. you live in pasadena and you have right. like a annual pass yeah you might go but that's that's a rarity yeah right right yeah so uh well and i like your idea of the thought of changing it up because i think that not only changing it up can can make it more successful but also uh what reward goes to kind of what task mm -hmm. too? It's like it, that can change a little bit depending on what you're doing. I would say that that it doesn't it always is such a um, it's such a what def, definite word or def, what is that when you have like those words that always never. It's like there's no option. It's a hyperbolic word, right? I mean, it's like it's there binary. It was our binary language binary. conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think to, to say that it's always going to work is not a fair. You know, of course, it's not always going to yeah, work. Right. Uh, but I think that what I want people to look at is that when they when it does work and they're seeing that success, then you know what? That's a good thing. So even if you're um, trying it and it doesn't work all the time, just a little bit of progress is what we're looking for. It doesn't have to be perfect every single mm -hmm. time. So to set it up more for success with your ADHD, uh, we have to think about the reason First of all, the reason that you're putting this reward in place, and that is really to help you engage into the task. So we want to make it more interesting. Um, otherwise, it will get ignored. So mm -hmm. do definitely remember the motivation of why you're putting this reward in place. Um, and for it to really work, I think, more times than not, you want to receive the reward while you're actually doing the task, not after. Uh, because there's this instant gratification that we want and ADHD lives in the now. We're not living in the later and later may not mean anything to you. So yeah. even though, you know, you've attached something at the end of doing something, it may not, it may not be good enough for you to still do it um, just to get that reward. But if you're getting the reward while you're doing the task, it makes it a little bit um more engaging. Does that make sense? It, it does. How do you reward yourself? As and you don't live with ADHD, but you you live with ADHD. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I know what I mean. What do you do? I know what, what you do you do to reward yourself? Well, what are your favorites? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I do, um, and this is this is specifically for house cleaning because I hate I hate house cleaning, um, and I'm very resentful of it. <laughs> <laughs> just throw that out there. Yeah. It's like, it just makes me mad. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll do is I will listen to a podcast that, you know, while I'm doing my house cleaning and I usually try not to listen to ones that are around ADHD or that are around business. Um, and that's just because I am trying, when I'm cleaning the house, it's, it's either on a Saturday or a Sunday and I kind of need to to block away that because then I'm learning and I want to write stuff down and mm -hmm. then I'm thinking about my business and then I'm pretty much just working. And so I want to listen to something that's funny, something that's more entertaining. Um, I started listening to, um, Dax Je Shepard's, uh, podcast. He's funny. 
where he, yeah, he's funny. You know, he was, uh, I was listening to the one where he interviews his wife, Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. and it was really entertaining and she's funnier. She is. She's really funny. <laughs> Their relationship is funny. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, to me, that was like something that was enjoyable and I could, you know, get the house cleaned. I also do it in sections so that like, if I do one little section, then I will reward myself with time to, you know, I don't know, take a break and do something like I, I do purposely think about if I get the, you know, if I get this done, then I'm going to get this. And, uh, it's usually wrapped around, you know, a break, some kind of break, um, mm-hmm. that I want during that day. I also like fresh flowers and that's one of my ideas, um, mm. for people to reward yourself. I love fresh flowers. I love wildflowers. Yeah. And, um, we have, uh, right now we've got, uh, they're starting to, to, the seeds are starting to come up. So I would say, you know, we have a couple months left, but they're coming. And that is something I absolutely love to root myself with. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it could be anything really. What about you? Uh, it's usually media related. You you know, if I take a break, I I have a, a list of, of fairly rigorously curated YouTube channels that I, that I follow and some YouTube creators that I really adore their work. And so, you know, these are all, I, I try to keep this list of, you know, five to 10 minute videos that I catch up on, you know, daily creators, people who are constantly churning things out uh, that I like, and I will, I will work. And then I will say to myself, okay, self, go over to YouTube, check, uh, check out, uh, uh, check out some new video. And the hardest part that I have is that these, the algorithms on these services for YouTube, Facebook are ridiculously good at keeping you there keeping you watching. So I have to turn off all the autoplay stuff or else I just accidentally watch two or three of them and then my whole day is burned. And so, you know, I, I really try to keep it, um, uh, you know, keep it, it locked into just one and I need it to stop. But I have this nice couch behind me that I go and I'll sit down on my couch and I have this big screen on the wall that I can tilt and then I'll, I'll turn my lights to something, you know, really kind of nice and media related. And then all of a sudden I'm watching a video and I have 10 minutes where my context is totally shifted, right? Where I'm now right. in a totally different mindset, a different space. And, um, and, and I, it, it feels like a reward. It feels like a legitimate break. And, and my head is, is out of, out of that space, whatever I was working on. And right now I'm producing an audiobook, and it is really difficult work, difficult work right here. And so I, I definitely need these breaks. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that just uh, popped into my mind is that once so again, I go back to housework because it's just something that I drive. Um, once I get to a point where I feel like I've done enough, then I will take the rest of the afternoon and evening off without feeling guilty. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, right. I'm done. Like right. I did what it. I needed to do. And now I'm going to go watch movies all night and that's okay. Yeah. That makes a huge <laughs> you know? difference. I don't do that. I, I go through swings where I don't do that well enough, where the reward of not working I, I lose the the sort of um, the the little dopamine push, right? That is, you've worked a long day. Right. It's enough to be done, right? And I I don't do that very well. And I think part of it is because my office is in my home, uh, and part of it is you know uh, just that I lose track of the list, or or when I'm hyper focusing on the list itself, getting too much joy out of checking off boxes. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I struggle with that. Um, so. You know, it, it's one of those things I have to remind myself. This is where, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, about the importance of an accountability partner, importance of somebody who who can help you step in and observe 
that which you cannot observe yourself. Right, uh, right. So, and t- yeah, I mean, just that little, um, I, yeah, con- I mean, or that text message will just say, "Hey, you know what? Give yourself yeah. a break." Yeah, my <laughs> wife does it. Usually, I I spend so much time with the headphones on, I can't hear what's going on outside my house, and so sometimes I'll get this little tap on my shoulder, and my wife comes in and says, "So, I'm going to start cooking dinner, and I would love your company. I have a glass of wine." and ready for you and so it's out on the counter and she'll like lure it uh lure me out of my office with it you know and so it's very sweet but it's i would like you to join me yes i just you don't she always she'll sweeten the deal she'll say i'm gonna start cooking dinner and i'll tell you what you don't even have to do anything but sit down at the table and drink your wine and watch me cook and that is a that is a reward in and of itself you know after the end of a busy day so yeah, that's neat. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, something, um, so we got some great ideas actually from, um, the, the Patreon group because they, I asked for their ideas, like what are some things that, that help them with rewards? And I wanted to share some of the things that they said. And this actually, the first, the first talk about is um, definitely in sync with wanting that instant gratification, you know, like let's have that reward now. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was talking about Gretchen Rubin, who, um, as the listeners know, I've talked about Gretchen Rubin before because she's the author of The Happiness Project and uh, love her work. And so it says, um, let's see, Gretchen Rubin writes about the concept of rewards or treats in Better Than Before. In my opinion, the best rewards are those that are built into the habit or task. So for example, um, the reward for exercising is better health, increased energy, or the reward for tidying up is satisfaction of being orderly. It's best to avoid rewards that can defeat or sabotage a goal, like overindulging in food or shopping. Uh, And rewards are such a personal thing that I think people should experiment with what drives their productivity. You know, one of the things that uh, on that point, a reward that I I guess I'm trying to connect two points here and I hope I do it okay. Uh, I I tell you, I have trouble stopping work and I need an accountability partner to partner to come and tell me, hey, it's time to stop gently. It's time to move forward. Uh, And one of the things I noticed, particularly when writing, and I can't remember where I got this. It was Charles Dickens or Edgar Allan Poe or maybe Stephen King on writing, uh, his book on writing, which was brilliant. Um, the, uh, the, the trick is to always stop when you know what the next sentence is that you're going to write. Like when you know what the next beat is, but you haven't written it yet, Always end your session then because you'll come back to it in a place where you're energized. And so, you know, we've talked about the book that I'm, I'm now editing. That, that's exactly what I, I tried to do, tried to instill this new habit, which is I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing next, but now is a good time to stop because I'm confident in what I'm going to write next. I'll be able to stop or I should say I'll be able to start you know, with some fluidity, with some motion, it won't be hard to start. So I've been trying to do that with work too, right? Like if I'm in the middle of a project, I might try and stop at a point where I know what the next thing is that I need to do, uh, but I can start tomorrow morning, right? I can start, I know what it is, I'll be able to jump in motion and the act of stopping, but having confidence that I know what I'm going to do next is a, it's a real, you know, it's, it's a nice boost. So my question for you then is, do you remember like where to start now? Like, do you remember what you were going to write? Like, is there any issue with forgetting? Oh God, I would absolutely forget if I didn't write it down. 
No, I put it in. Okay, so uh, yeah, you no, write I make it a note. Down, I make a note. Yeah, read. yeah. Start with and just a couple okay, of words. And then when you come yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that I would. Sense. I would be a basket case if I. Do, or, oh my God! No, I would always forget. Always forget. Now with work, it's actually easier because I already have the tasks broken down in in you know to doist in this case. So I I know where I'm going to start next because it's already there. Like I see it. Um, but uh, but no, with writing, I, it, I I would forget. I have to make a note. You know, this character does this thing. So, yeah. Okay. Right. That's well, a that great. That's a great question. I would be no. I well, because I just know with my own writing, like if I get into the groove of something, and then I think I like what you're saying is I know what the next sentence is going to be, or I know yeah. what my next point is. Mm-hmm. If I was to leave. I would, I would be so afraid that I would lose it. So, but you're saying no. You're still writing. Just, write it just down. make a note. You write it's it. Just you're that, just it not makes it easier. Yes. To come back in, I'm going to try that because I had some writer's block um, last week. With I, I do a blog post about once a month, not much because I focus most of my um, content uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. This is my number one priority. But I do like to write. I think. I don't know. Last week, I didn't like to write, but it was really hard. Um, but I'm going to try that next time because I think that might that might make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. To get started again when you're not just, you know, when you haven't just written one thing altogether. So, it, it yeah. Takes, okay. It takes practice. It really takes yeah. practice, right, uh, to, to, to do that and start feeling good about it. But I noticed at the end of this, you know, when I finished the first draft of the book, I was feeling really good. I was feeling really good yeah. about just the rhythm that I was able to get into. And I experienced that sort of paralytic of writer's block uh, far less. And I just sort of changed the language in my head. Like, you know, I think I got this from the Chicago Sun-Times writer, um, Andy Anatko, uh, who says, you know, there's no there's no such thing as writer's block when you're a professional writer, content creator. There's just crappy writing. Like, it, right. it's possible that you just have to keep writing and not be very happy with it. But if you're paid to create, you you still have to do it. And uh, right. I, I've right. always liked that. I mean, there's there's a certain bit of uh, suffering involved uh, in the craft, but there's suffering involved in every job. Right. Uh, so. Good. Yeah. All what right. Else? Well, I have some more ideas. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, a, a sticker chart is something that a couple of my clients have used in the past. Um, one in particular uses it as a, you know, here's your tasks that you're going to do Monday through Friday. And then every time she does it, she puts a sticker on there so she can see, you know, what her progress is and what's been done and not done. Um, I had a professor that I worked with who grading was a real, um, hard thing for her. It was very difficult. And so she put a piece of paper in front of her. And every time she got done grading, like a set of paper, she'd put a little star on the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and you know, so this, this paper of stars were starting to accumulate. And so there's that little bit of, um, dopamine that comes up that's, Hey, look at good job. Yeah, you right. visually see, you, you know, it's doing something. I, I think people, uh, underestimate the power of things that ultimately, or, or that, that might otherwise be considered childish, right? A sticker chart is something I did for my five-year-old's reading goal every day. But you know what? It actually feels pretty good when I do it for myself. You know, when I have boxes to check off or, you know, gold stars actually mean something in the back of your head, right? It's in your heart. Uh, That's important. Well, and I think this type of reward um, is that visual too. You can actually see your progress. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because again, we don't focus enough on the progress that we've made. We focus too much on what's not done. So, And and at the end, you can go like buy a car because you're an adult. Yeah. You don't have to like just, you know. Or a boat. Or a boat. 
I'd like this. The sticker <laughs> chart better be long, really long. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this comment. A popsicle on Fridays work. Yep. It's awesome. Like who doesn't like a popsicle? <laughs> right. Again, right? sticker charts and popsicles. It's great. I'm all in. Yeah. I all in. All in. Uh next uh comment, it said she says it varies. Sometimes it's a walk, sometimes it's a, a show I like, um, which is kind of like me. That's what I I tend to do. Um, sometimes it's coloring. Unless it's a big long-term goal or project, I keep my rewards small and choose day to day. Big things are planned well in advance and usually tie into the project or goal. So for example, a new outfit when I lose 50 pounds, mm -hmm. but I have many rewards, like not many M-A-N-Y, but, but M-I-N-I yeah. <laughs> rewards on the way. Which I think is key because, you know, especially when you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, it's great to say you're going to go shopping once you hit your goal weight, but you've got to have something in between, mm -hmm. you know, to help you keep it's going. It's too long. Too long. Yeah. Yeah. And I personally don't think the scale is the way to get that reward. Um, because some people may say, well, when you lose five pounds, that's the reward. And I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um and then next one, this was good. This, uh, I like to negotiate the reward with my husband, usually going out of town or out of state to my favorite restaurants. Awesome. Noma, Florida has zero places to eat. And the best, uh, the best big town of Esto can provide is the Hunt Brothers Pizza at the Exxon station. <laughs> now, who wouldn't want to go to Hunt Brothers Pizza at Exxon? Because you know what you could do is you could get a slushie. A slushy and some, and pizza. some pizza. I call that a reward. So, yeah. not <laughs> for nothing, but back. different strokes for different folks is all I'm saying. That's right. That's right. <laughs> those, those came from some of our listeners. So, I love that. Thank you guys so much for contributing. Um, it, it's, it's great to hear what people are doing. Yeah. I think the key takeaway here is just, you know, have fun, experiment. And just see kind of what works for you. Um, there was another comment that somebody had said, well, oh, I forget to, I forget to, I forget about the rewards. I forget yeah. to do the rewards. And I think that that's um, actually probably more common than not. And uh, so I would encourage people to uh, think about, you know, what are some of the things that, that might motivate you? Write those down somewhere have them in front of you, um, and, uh, and, and keep practicing and seeing what works. Um, we haven't, I think we did talk about this, um, when we talked about organizing your strategies, there's a podcast, we'll have to find it and put it in the notes, um, show notes, uh, about how to kind of organize all of the different ADHD tools and strategies that you learn, mm -hmm. um, having a place you can go when you need it, you know, something, maybe you're struggling with something right. and you can, go to this one place and say, okay, look, this worked and this, you know, this was a good idea. And that's something that I would encourage the rewards to go into is some kind of, um, your ADHD toolbox per se, mm -hmm. because, you know, that is something that could easily, um, get forgotten. And we want to keep that in front of you. Front of mind, front of mind, keep it yeah. on a whiteboard right in front of your computer. You know, things that you like to do with yourself. Uh, this is great. I, you know, for me, it's that, it's that, uh, yeah, rewards do work. But it, again, like all of this stuff, especially with ADHD, it takes practice to, to build these habits. It, and it's weird to even say that, that it takes practice and intention to treat yourself well. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like that is a, this is a calorie burning event is treating yourself well and doing it without shame and judgment that you haven't done enough. And uh, be kind to yourself. That's right. Be kind to yourself. There you go. All right. This is great. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.